National Catholic Register. This is Register Radio, bringing light and clarity to the news and topics that affect your life. Lent 2023 is here, and Catholics across the globe turn to prayer, fasting, and works of charity in order to more fully unite themselves to Christ. The National Catholic Register provides resources to aid this spiritual journey, and today Dr. Scott Hahn joins us to talk about his new free Bible study, Holy is His Name. Then the Register's associate editor, Amy Smith, gives us highlights on other Lenten materials you can find at the Register. I'm Jeanette DeMello, Executive Director of the National Catholic Register, and I'm joined by my co-host Matthew Bunsen in Washington, D.C. He is Executive Editor of EWTN News. Lent began Ash Wednesday, February 22nd, and of course we're here for 40 days of this Lenten season. Many of us have already decided what they are giving up. Fasting is one element of this spiritual journey, but prayer and charity or almsgiving are other important aspects of Lent, and for that purpose, we've invited Dr. Scott Hahn to to our show. He has developed a Bible study together with St. Paul's Center, uh, and they're offering it free this Lent. Dr. Hahn is no stranger to our audience here at EWTN or the Register. Uh, He's a longtime theology professor at Franciscan University, a scripture scholar and author of 40 books, and of course, he's the founder of the St. Paul Center, dedicated to teaching Catholics about reading the scripture to draw them closer to Christ. So he joins us now to discuss Holy is His Name. Welcome, Dr. Hahn. Thank you, Jeanette, and it's great to be with you, Matthew, as well. Two very good friends. Lenten blessings. Indeed. You know, last Sunday's Gospel, um, I think, is the perfect preparation uh, for Lent. Uh, it was Matthew five thirty-eight through 48, and it was about loving our enemies, praying for those who persecute us, and turning the other cheek. Uh, it's really tough Gospel. Uh, my husband and I were, were talking about this on our, on our drive home from Mass and just how, how challenging it was. And of course, the last line is the most important. Be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. And, and really, this is what your new Bible study is about, being perfect, being holy. Yes, that's right. I mean, it's based upon a book that I published a few months ago, entitled Holy is His Name. And what I discovered in researching this book for years should have been obvious, but I suppose it really wasn't to me or others, and that is holiness belongs properly only to God, to Salus Sanctus. You alone are holy. And yet, it's the only thing for which we were made, but it's the one thing that we cannot attain by our own natural powers. And so the supernatural grace of the Holy Spirit is precisely what is given to make us holy by participation. And we here strive for holiness, for without it, no one will see God. And so there is really no topic more important nor any other topic that is so essential to the spiritual map that we call the Bible. And so what the book is, and now what this online uh, Bible study consists of, is walking through the 12 chapters that trace the progressive revelation of holiness from the old to the new, to show what difference the incarnation of Jesus makes, to also show what the power of the Holy Spirit can do, but in particular, to show us the purpose of Lent and why it is that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness, and so voluntarily we follow Jesus and afflict ourselves 
but also we don't just give things up. We give things up to get other things, better things, divine things. And above all, that is holiness. And so we all develop practical steps. But in this Bible study, we also really give some practical help to understand exactly how to grow in holiness. And not just in extraordinary measures, but in the ordinary tasks of everyday life. And so this Lent, as we have done in previous Lents, we have this live streaming for free at the St. Paul Center website. And each Wednesday, we're going to be releasing two more episodes for six consecutive weeks. And that way, from Ash Wednesday all the way through Holy Week, in fact, up to Divine Mercy Sunday, people can live stream these Bible studies on Holy is His Name and grow in their understanding of what it means to be holy, but also feel as though we're really able to clarify the positive and the constructive ways that we can grow in holiness, and not only for ourselves, but also for our family members and loved ones. And so there is also a study guide that we published along with the book to get much more out of the book, but also, and even more, to get much more out of these 12 episodes. Over the years, these Lenten Bible studies have garnered, well, literally, I mean, hundreds of thousands of Catholics who are viewing it and sending us their positive feedback and whatnot. And so we're very excited this Lent to do something on holiness, which for me represents something of a culmination of many different books that you mentioned, and that, you know, going back, I suppose, to uh, Rome Sweet Home, which celebrates its 30th anniversary this year, and it's been translated into almost 30 languages, and it has done a lot of people a lot of good. But I tell you, what I've discovered over the last 30 years is that becoming a Catholic is a lot easier than becoming a saint. And that's the kind of wisdom we hope to share in this series. And we pick up a lot from A Lamb's Supper, a book that I did about 20 years ago, and a number of others like Hail Holy Queen. And so I'm excited to get the feedback from people. Uh, And already it's begun, and uh, we're hearing very, very positive things about just how powerful this lesson is. One of the uh, perfect uh, aspects of this book for Lent uh, is as you unfold the holiness of God in, in throughout salvation history, obviously, in, in the Old Testament and the New, but having that uh, direct encounter, that confrontation with God's infinite holiness, how as creatures we're brought face to face with our own sinfulness, and as well, of course, as, as God's loving and infinite mercy. So it, it's quite striking how that encounter with God really does drive us to a, a recognition in how perfect that is as we head into Lent. Yeah, that's exactly right, Matthew. You know, getting back to your point, Jeanette, about the Scripture readings from Sunday, you know, we hear in Matthew 5, at the climax of the reading, be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. And that's downright intimidating. And of course, it's an echo of Leviticus 19.18, that is, be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. That's a little more inspiring than it is intimidating, but I think every Catholic Christian prefers Luke 6. Luke's version is, be merciful as your Heavenly Father is merciful. Now, if we got to choose one as opposed to the others, we would all probably opt for Luke 6, (laughs) be merciful. But of course, that's not an option. But on the other hand, it isn't a scare tactic on God's part just to show us our sinfulness. He's really showing us our immaturity, and so... The mercy of God is not just pity, but it's the power. It's 
it's the medicine of mercy that heals us and empowers us to grow up. And really, the word for perfect in Greek, teleos, has more to do with maturity than a kind of impossible perfectionist standard. And so, if we go backwards, Luke 6 reminds us that the medicine of mercy, especially administered through penance, through confession, reconciliation, is how God the Father perfects and matures His sons and daughters, precisely for the point of obtaining be holy, for the Lord your God is holy. And so the incarnation of Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit that we profess every Sunday is more than just a series of Catholic talking points. It's like, I believe in the Holy Spirit, oh, the Holy Catholic Church, and the communion of saints. <laughs> and this is really what gives us a clear direction to move forward in recognizing that we have been taking a lot of grace for granted all of our lives. But we don't need to kind of be forlorn or give in to guilt feelings. We've got to just recognize that our call is simply to grow up as sons and daughters. And that's what perfecting is. That's what mercy does, and that's how holiness becomes possible. So, uh, Scott, you were a Protestant pastor, uh, and uh, register readers and all of us at the register have been quite uh, intrigued by what we've been seeing at Asbury University with this revival. What are Catholics to take away from a revival like this, uh, certainly from the Catholic perspective? Well, Asbury University is a Methodist school, and the Methodists follow John Wesley, who created this holiness tradition. Uh, and the way in which that grows in us is through revival. And revivalism is a characteristic of American Protestant Christianity, but especially of the Methodist sort. But what many people don't recognize is that this amazing revival that has been going on for days at Asbury is a kind of repeat of what happened back in 1970. Where? At Asbury, in Wilmore, Kentucky. I have a number of friends who were students back then, and now who are professors or graduates. And it's an amazing grace, because it began with public repentance. They don't have the sacrament of confession, but as people stepped forward and began to acknowledge their failings, their sins, and asking for God's mercy, a veritable floodgate of grace has been opened up there, as it was back in 1970. And this went on for days and weeks back then. It created something of a tidal wave of grace and mercy that didn't just affect the campus, but the whole country. I remember it. And likewise, I would say that we as Catholics have much to learn from Asbury's experience of this amazing revival as they are calling out to God for mercy and repenting of their sins. We're like, yeah, been there, done that, but we need to continually rekindle that fire as well in our hearts and in our parishes, and we've got a sacrament just for that, and we've got the season of grace, Lent, which is a celebration of grace and mercy, but also a season of penitence. And so I just think that we feel like, well, like so many folks that are converging upon the hub of a wheel, we have got Christ calling us as Catholics to Eucharistic revival and giving an example in our separated brethren who are doing their best with all that they've been given and showing us that if we've been given more, then we ought to implore the Lord for mercy, not only for ourselves, but for them and for our whole country as well. I am not able to hide my excitement over the graces that abound within the Church, but how the Holy Spirit is blowing 
like a wind, many other people to the mercy of God and ultimately to the fullness of faith, which we find in the Catholic Church. Right. Yeah, so perhaps not a great awakening, but something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and, you know, in our past, as American Christians, we have had the first great awakening, you know, and then a second great awakening as well. So we ought to be recognizing the fact that we need it now, perhaps more than ever before. And Catholics can lead the way. So to jump back to uh, Holy is His Name, uh, how do people participate in that again for people who are interested, especially uh, since Lent has already started? Uh, a lot of people might feel a little behind the curve, but that's not really a problem here, is it? It sure isn't, Matthew. All they need to do is go to our website, stpaulcenter.com, and there on the homepage, they're going to see a splash ad that they can click on. Or if they want to go directly to stpaulcenter.com forward slash holy study, they can sign up, and it's going to be free. And if they end up getting the study guide in order to get more out of the study, they're also going to have four months of free access to this study and others, too. And as I said, over the years, we've had Genesis to Jesus, the Bible and the Mass, the Bible and the Virgin Mary, and a number of others. And so we're excited because we've heard from many, many people, hundreds of thousands over the years, and we're looking forward to see what God wants to do with this once again. Dr. Hahn, I'm always grateful to have you on the show, and I'm, I'm always grateful, too, to, to promote uh, these wonderful uh, studies and, and books that, that you have at the St. Paul Center. I know that they help many people. I've heard of it in my own family and, and even in my own life. So I'll refer people again uh, to the book, which is Holy is His Name, The Transforming Power of God's Holiness in Scripture. There's also a study guide, and as Dr. Han said, it's stpaulcenter.com, where you can actually get the study. We also have some content at ncregister.com that's called Lenten Scripture Study, Scott Hahn Explains What is Holiness by Amy Smith. When I come back, Matthew and I will talk to Amy Smith about other Lenten spiritual resources at the Register. This is Register Radio on EWTN. Stay tuned for more. For nearly a century, the National Catholic Register has been moving minds, moving hearts, moving souls, and enriching our readers' lives by spreading the truth of the gospel. Today, that tradition continues with award-winning journalism that goes beyond any secular news service while bringing much-needed light and clarity to the issues and events that affect you and your family's future, all with faithful and courageous reporting guided by the teachings of the Catholic Church. It's more important than ever to join Catholics who depend on the Register. Get six free issues today online at ncregister.com forward slash radio or call 800-421-3230 and mention code radio. That's ncregister.com forward slash radio or call 800-421-3230 and mention code radio. The National Catholic Register. Read faithfully. A prayer for our priests. You came from among us to be for us one who serves. We thank you for ministering Christ to us and helping us minister Christ to each other. We are grateful for the many gifts you bring to our community, for drawing us together in worship, for visiting us in our homes, 
for comforting us in sickness, for showing us compassion, for blessing our marriages, for baptizing our children, for confirming us in our calling, for supporting us in bereavement, for helping us to grow in faith, for encouraging us to take the initiative, and for helping the whole community realize God's presence among us. For our part, we pray that we may always be attentive to your needs and never take you for granted. You, like us, need friendship and love, welcome and a sense of belonging, kind words and acts of thoughtfulness. We pray also for the priests who have wounded the priesthood. May we be willing to forgive and may they be open to healing. Let us support one another during times of crisis. God our Father, we ask you to bless our priests and confirm them in their calling. Give them the gifts they need to respond with generosity and a joyful heart. We offer this prayer for our priest, who is our brother and friend. Amen. Let's return to Register Radio on EWTN. Welcome back. I'm Jeanette DeMello, Executive Director of the National Catholic Register, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matthew Bunsen. Uh, A part of the Register's reason for being, if you will, is to connect Catholics with resources to help them grow closer to Christ, especially during the liturgical seasons. And of course, we just entered Lent, and so we turn... Uh, to our resources related to Lent, Amy Smith is the Register's Associate Editor. She's responsible for most of our feature articles and the Culture of Life section of the newspaper. Uh, a lot of content uh, passes through Amy's uh, fingertips. <laughs> uh, she joins us now to highlight the Register's Lenten resources. Welcome back, Amy. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. So you've been working for the Register for so many years. I, I've been here 10 years, and you've been here many, many more than that. And, uh, and so there's a lot of Register content related to the seasons that, that you have helped prepare. Um, first of all, how do you approach this part of your job? What, what do you do to prefa- prepare for the liturgical seasons? That's a great question. I feel like I always approach assignments and editing with the reader in mind, what will be most edifying to our readers, what will be most helpful to help them live the liturgical season such as Lent. So, you know, what tips or advice do they really need to hear practically and that sort of thing. So that question is always at the forefront of my work. Did anything catch your, was anything on your mind this year as you approached Lent? Well, obviously, it's been a very difficult couple of years worldwide for everyone with the pandemic. And I feel like people are really trying to get back into the normal normal schedule of living the faith, you know, getting back to mass and really looking forward to living these, these seasons fully, you know, attending Stations of the Cross at church, you know, looking for tips on how they can really be Jesus to the world. You know, that's really what this season is, right? Walking with Jesus to grow closer to him. So I think that was at the forefront too, as I was working on 
these latest articles. Now we can participate. You're absolutely right. Now we can begin to, to participate again in the rhythm of our liturgical life in community with each other, physically in community with each other, as, yes. whereas we were doing that, thankfully, uh, connected in the internet, on the internet and whatnot. But now you're right. We do have that opportunity. Of course, one of the things we tend to do at the register is, is always point to what's happening uh, in Rome and at the Vatican and how our Holy Father might lead us through the liturgical seasons. Uh, so what was Pope Francis's message this year? Can you give us some highlights? Sure, yeah. He had some really beautiful comments in his papal message. I think the crux of what he wants the faithful to remember as he said, is we need to listen to Jesus. And he goes on and says, you know, we all have our daily commitments of life, work and family life and all of that, but we need to make extra time to sit with the word of God, you know, try to attend mass more frequently so that, you know, we're prepared for Easter glory, as he said, that that's the goal of our journey. Lent leads to Easter. So we have regular staples at the register. So content, I would say, that we offer every year, you know, and sometimes we might reuse some of that content. Um, I want to return to that in a moment. You mentioned the Stations of the Cross. That's one of them that we print every year. But we also try to provide fresh new content. Um, what is some of the offerings? What are some of the offerings this year uh, that you've dug up and, um, and provided for our, for our readers? Sure. I think readers will especially like hearing some timely advice from Father Mike Schmitz. Of course, he's the popular podcasting priest, and he really gave some good advice to our readers about prioritizing Christ in daily living and picking prudent penances, particularly at this time. You know, he emphasized in his interview for us that Quote, we are trusting that God sees our sacrifices and that they make a difference in some mysterious way. End quote. So he goes on to discuss that you really should pick things that will improve your walk with Christ. So, you know, asking yourself questions like, what do I need to get rid of in order to be more free to love and serve the Lord? Or where do I believe that I am called to give or serve in terms of almsgiving? Or in what way do I need to grow closer to the Lord just in general? You know, there's so many hurting people in the world, as we alluded to. You know, how can we reach out to them? Father Roger Landry, who's a, a staple in our pages, he wrote a new Lent commentary about this as well, living Lent in solidarity with our suffering Nigerian brothers and sisters. So there's a lot of food for thought for our readers with this interview with columns. You know, I also love this line from Father Schmitz. He said, what can I absolutely not have in my life if I am going to be the saint God is calling me to be? What a great question to consider right. at this time. Yeah, I want to also give a shout out to uh, Joe Pronition's uh, 10 Simple Suggestions for a Successful Lent. You know, so many people, understandably, are focused on uh, what are you going to give up? Uh, what sort of uh, misery are you going to put yourself through? 
But uh, Joe does a great job of laying out things that you can do that really can deepen your spiritual life, your prayer life, things like reading the Bible, attending Mass daily or at least frequently, Eucharistic adoration, the much-forgotten works of mercy, uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, uh, and the one that I really appreciated was putting together a list of those that you should be praying for. Yes, I love that too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I I felt the same way um, seeing, uh, you know, those those reminders of, and again, Amy, it kind of goes back to being in community. We go through this process in community and we're called to do this with others. So yes, praying for others and making a list of those that we might reach out during this time and we never know how we could be an instrument of God. I wanted to mention a couple other blogs and things that are be on our site in uh, this weekend and in the next week. Uh, David Mills has a piece about Evelyn Waugh and Ronald Knox and the Greater Brotherhood of Ash Wednesday. Lorraine Murray had a piece, 10 Reasons Why I Love Lent, and Kathleen Schiffer, excuse me, Kathy Schiffer, Lenten Sacrifices, Something Simple for God. And that's, sometimes we go very complex, uh, but really Lent can be simple. It's, it's just how we are intentional about the way we spend these days. Amy, we just have a couple of minutes left, and I did mention staples. These are things that we offer every year. What are some of these offerings at the register? Of course, yeah, we already mentioned Stations of the Cross. We have various um, reflections attached to different stations, so I recommend people definitely prayerfully meditate on those. We have a plethora of liturgical living tips. Um, One of our Longtime writers Katie Warner, in particular, she has newly out this year a family guide for these 40 days with many resources such as offering up prayers for particular people, going to daily mass, giving alms together, including children in the process, having them help choose a family charity to support or donate to, as well as just a lot of spiritual reading, whether it's Monsignor Charles Pope's Edifying Sunday Guides or our book picks. There's just so many options online as, as well as in print. And there's even a really sweet blog today um, about Madeline, the children's book, that reminds us that our goal is to live each moment well, which I think is a great reminder for Lent. Absolutely. Amy, thank you so much. We just talked to Scott Hahn about being holy, and and here you've provided us other tips uh, for traveling that journey. And all of this content can be found at ncregister.com, as well as other news, analysis, and commentary. Thanks for joining us on Register Radio here on EWTN. For Matthew Bunsen and our producer, Jeff Burson, I'm Jeanette DeMello, and I pray that until next week, God bless you. For more information about the National Catholic Register and about Register Radio, go to ncregister.com. Podcasts of Register Radio are posted on ncregister.com and on ewtn.com. Join us next week at this time for Register Radio on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.